that we just keep passing forward these beliefs and reactions and traits because that's what we were taught. But that's not a good enough reason. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am super excited. Today we are speaking with Nikki, Nikki W, because I'm not going to destroy pronunciation of her last name. Um, but Nikki is has become a dear friend. We have connected through the Wink Club community, and I am just so excited to have her on. She is an artist, a designer, a photographer, a podcaster, a writer, and an entrepreneur. So I will let her go into more detail on that, but welcome, Nikki. Thank you for being here. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. (laughs) So yeah, I started as an artist um, originally, just doing paintings, and I got into, went to school for graphic design. And I've actually been doing uh, graphic design for probably about 24 years. And then I started my own business probably about 10 years ago, doing freelance graphic design. Love doing that. And then recently I started, uh, well, a few years ago, I kind of started my kind of a self-reflecting journey, I guess, you know, got into meditation more. And um, then that kind of led to me starting a podcast and an online store and yeah in there I do some photography like food photography and stuff so I guess I just like to be creative it doesn't really matter the outlet I just, <laughs> you know it's tomorrow could be something totally different but yeah I just love creating wow creating yeah that's really awesome especially I'm someone who feels like I I guess I really admire your the ways that you create, because I think that's something I aspire to, to have more of that artistic creativity in my life, but I don't always make the time for it. I admire that a lot. How was the process of starting your own business and taking that entrepreneurial leap? So I was actually, I went to school for graphic design fresh out of high school. I didn't complete it. I got almost all the way and I didn't finish. (laughs) And then I went back again, probably about 10 years later, finished my degree. And before I got finished, I was looking for a graphic design job. I had worked in a sign shop doing graphic design for about nine years. I didn't want to go back to the sign shop. When I went to school the second time, I was introduced to a university that was looking for a freelance graphic designer and to be working from home. I'd never done that before. I, I never had my own clients before. And I just, you know, I went into the interview and was like, okay, I, I'm going to do this. This, I'm going to make this work. And they ended up taking me on and it's just sort of been word of mouth from there. Wow. Um, 
but yeah, I get, sometimes I get people who are like, you know, how did you have the confidence to be able to do that? And I mean, in all honesty, I didn't. And you know, I just seen a phrase recently um, or someone say recently that you don't have the confidence before you do it. You gain the confidence through doing it. And I think mm-hmm. that's what it was for me. It was just basically me having the mindset of I can do this. And then going into it and, you know, there was definitely a learning curve. There was a lot of things that I wasn't hundred percent sure about and learned in the process, but sometimes you just got to take the leap. You know, you've never done it before, but it's something you want to do and you just got to go for it. And it may not come out great every time, but, <laughs> but if it's something you really love to do, you'll figure out a way you'll find your confidence in your groove and you'll find out quickly if it's what you really want to do or not. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and being so like open and honest. Cause I think that's such a good point too, of there's a lot of conversation about creating the confidence to go do something, but really I, I resonated so much with that quote that you just shared or that idea of it's building that confidence through doing it. Um, that has definitely been my experience too. Most of the times I don't know what I'm doing, but I just like have a little bit of a desire to try something and then the rest sort of takes on a life of its own in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So clearly as a member of the We're Not Kidding community, another aspect of who you are is you're someone who doesn't have kids. So I'm curious to know, what does that journey look like for you in your life? I'm 100% happy that I've taken that route, but it's, it's a hard journey because in our society, it's so ingrained, I think, that it's not a choice. I think I was seven years old and I told a relative I was never having kids. So I knew from a very early age, it wasn't something that I wanted. But as I got older, into my 20s, you know, everyone around you is having kids. They want kids. They're asking you when you're going to have kids. And especially after I got married, it seemed like it's never the question of, are you going to have kids? It's always the question of when you're going to have kids. And deep down inside, I was just like, I knew I didn't really want to, but at the same time, I was like, you know, maybe there's just something wrong with me. People would tell me, you know, oh, your clock just hasn't started ticking yet. And, you know, after a while, it it weighs on you because you're like, is there something wrong with me that I don't have this urge to want to bear children, to have children, to take care of children. And it's not an easy job either. For me, I just, I look at other parents around me and, you know, it's funny because everyone's like, oh, it's the best thing ever. And then at the same time, you've got people all around you who are just like either pissed off because their kids are doing this or they don't have time to do that, or they're just not happy. And it goes against (laughs) a lot of times what people say. And for me, I see that I'm like, you know, these aren't happy people and it's not an easy job, you know, taking care and it shouldn't be, you know, you're raising another human being. I completely agree. I I was just talking with someone this morning, um, shout out to Sam. We had a lovely conversation and we were talking about how it's interesting that when it comes to this decision of whether or not to have kids, there can be these 
assumptions or sort of things said to those who choose not to like, oh, it's such an easy life. It's such an easy choice to like, just decide not to have kids, which I think is very not true. I feel like the the choice to have kids is probably easier in some ways than the choice not to simply because from a societal perspective, like you're saying, we have these questions thrown at us constantly with the built-in assumption that you're going to have kids, just the phrasing like that you highlighted, when are you going to have kids versus are you going to have kids? And so in my opinion, it's probably a much easier choice to have kids. Also, there isn't like the taboo around it. That said, the job itself is not easy as you're saying, like it's, it's a commitment. It's a responsibility. It's a job in and of itself. It's, it's a lot, but the assumption on the flip side that like maybe not having kids is a pretty easy, simple decision is, is like, so not true. And, um, I know that's not exactly, that's not what you were saying, but, um, what you were saying made me think of that too, just in terms of like, there can be this misconception that, oh, you just don't want kids. You just don't have them. But really from my experience in talking to people like those who make this choice, like even if they've always known they don't want kids, there tends to be some amount of wrestling with it, whether it's like the pushback that you're, that you face from others or just like how to navigate those questions. And anyways, now I've gone off on a tangent, but I, (laughs) um, what you were saying just like kind of brought that to mind for me of just, yeah, having kids isn't easy. And also like not having kids isn't necessarily easy either. Yeah. I, you know, something else too, is I think a lot of people assume that because you don't want to have kids that you hate kids. I think I got that impression a lot from people. And for me, it's not, you know, I don't hate kids. Do I want them around me 24 seven? No, (laughs) (laughs) but I put it in the same perspective of, I love music, but I'm not going to become a musician. Um, you know, you can, you can still enjoy things and then not be the entire focus of your being, you know, Mm -hmm. and I put kids in the same, in that same respect, you know, just because I don't choose to have children doesn't mean I dislike children. I just don't want them in in my life, you know, 24 seven, it'd be kind of like, if I were to tell you the career you have to take on is you have to be a teacher. You can take on other careers, but everyone in the world has to be a teacher. But what if that's not what you want to do? You don't want to teach kids. And, you know, what if you, what if it was just teaching kids, you couldn't even choose a grade. Like you have to teach kids from the time they're little until they're in college. That's your career. That's what you have to pick. That's, you know, that's just, it's written in stone. You know, not everyone is a teacher people have other interests. And to me, that's how I feel about having kids or not having kids. It shouldn't be, you know, you have to be this. It should be, who are you? Yeah. What kind of person are you? We should put more into that choice than just, which I've gotten many times. You think you don't want kids, just have them. You know, that mentality of like, it's so nonchalant, like it's a human being. This shouldn't be such a nonchalant, like, oh, just get pregnant. Just have a kid. It's no big deal. Who cares if you don't make enough money and who cares if you don't live in a a neighborhood that's kid friendly or who cares if you can't give them everything that they need, you know, just have them. 
because that's just how it is. <laughs> like, I don't know where this frame of mind came from, but I feel like bringing another human being into the world should be a, a little bit more thought put into it than just like, oh, I'm going to get pregnant tomorrow. For me, that's just, I couldn't. It's a big decision. And I think there's a lot that needs to be put into it. Yeah. Right. Kind of like everyone else has figured it out. So I will too. Or like, I mean, I feel like that's what the message is when yeah. people say that kind of stuff, like, oh, you'll figure it out. Well, what if I don't, exactly. <laughs> or what if I don't like it? <laughs> like, like you yeah. can't go back from that. <laughs> right. You can't, you can't go on Amazon and press the return <laughs> purchase button and say, oh, sorry, I don't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, it's not that easy. So maybe we should put a little bit more thought into it before we press that button. Yeah, I completely agree. Have there been like people close to you that you have received pushback from? How has that been in your like personal life in making this decision? There's been pushback, but it hasn't been like a, I haven't had like people be mean about it. I yeah. think it's more so because everyone does it. It's that's such an ingrained thought in people's minds that they don't realize how they're coming across. So, I mean, for instance, I had, I had a grandmother who gave me lingerie, not a young person's lingerie either. Uh, grandmother's lingerie for Christmas <laughs> one year and when I opened it up I like literally like barely pulled it out of the box realized what it was shoved it back in there and then she see me she looked over at me and she was like that's to help you guys have kids and I was like yeah we don't want kids I don't know we've already you know yeah I think at the time we were still on the fence with kids and we just basically joked like, you know, even if we did, that's not going to get you there <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's pushback, but I don't pe think people realize like that has an effect, you know, because that was for me, even though I was able to joke about it, it was still another like, oh, it's another person trying to push me to have children when I don't really want to have children. And I guess to put with that, because of society's thought on children was part of the reason why I was on the fence for so long. Deep down, I knew I didn't want to have kids, but I was afraid to actually just come out and say it because everyone makes you think like you just should, you know? And so it honestly, it took me until probably my mid to late thirties before I finally even was completely honest with my husband and said, I just, I, I can't, I don't want to do this. We actually tried to have kids for a very short period of time. And, and I got to a point where like everything inside me was like, what are you doing? And I, I, that's when I finally just told him the truth. I was like, I, I can't, I don't want to have kids. I can't do this. I understand yeah. if that wasn't what you were expecting, but he's been 100% supportive and stayed, mm. you know, we've stayed together and he's totally cool with it. So that's been nice. Uh, as far as any other pushback, like I said, I've had, you know, the relatives who are like, oh, just you think you don't want to have kids, but no, really just have them and you'll see, you'll figure it out and then you'll love them and your life will be perfect. 
And yeah, there's that, which constantly puts that second guessing yourself, even though you know, deep down inside, you don't want it when you have everyone around you who's telling you, no, you do, you do just do it. But it's funny, we get on people about peer pressure about everything else. But when it comes to children, it's like, we support the peer pressure, like, no, have kids. Yeah. That's what makes the decision hardest because you're just afraid that people are just going to think badly of you or there's something wrong with you. I think that's probably most of the pushback I got. Nothing super harsh. There's been remarks that, you know, some people feel bad for my husband because they thought he wanted to have kids and I don't. And that kind of is, is like, you know, a little jab for me. Yeah. Because again, if, if we were to teach women, girls at a young age, that it's a choice, then I would have felt better at that early age to tell my husband, I don't want to have kids before we got married. I would, I probably would have been able to say, you know, I I don't want to have kids. If this is going to be an issue, then maybe we shouldn't move forward. But I didn't have that. And instead I had the opposite. I had people pushing, pushing and pushing. So it made me hesitant to tell the truth about how I really felt about it. And I'm thankful that my husband loves me dearly and kids wasn't a huge issue for him. But yeah, it's those kind of remarks from people that's like, maybe, you know, I'm sure we would have been great parents, but it's just not the path we wanted. And he's fine with that. And there's no reason to make someone feel bad you know, if both parties are okay with it, then that's all that matters. Yeah. There have been so many things you've said that I feel on such a deep level, especially that like, you know, I too, it was in my thirties where I came to, you know, just recently came to this decision or realization that I didn't want kids before. I feel like I kept trying to want to want them, you know, and I just like kept thinking one day I'll wake up and want them one day it'll feel right. And And then like that whole process of like feeling broken, feeling like there was something wrong with me. And to think of had it been presented as a choice younger in my life, I also hopefully been able to come to that realization sooner and present that to my husband because it's really interesting. This feels like a tangent, but I swear it connects. Um, So having just gone through being sterilized. So as of this recording, it's been um, eight days since I went through the procedure. I'm feeling great, which is really cool, but it's been an emotional roller coaster since and not one that I anticipated. It has been more in terms of, you know, like I want to speak openly about it because of the platform I hold and like, and I love that, but it has uncovered some insecurities. I didn't realize we're still there in terms of like my husband told his mother on the phone. And I didn't know that they had had this discussion. He was like, yeah, and I went through sterilization. And I was like, I like broke down because I realized how personal it feels and how worried I am of still being rejected for those choice. Um, like I have no problem. Like I wanted the sterilization. I went for it because that's how certain I am in this choice. But yet when it comes to people's reactions, depending on the person, I still feel very insecure sometimes. And I didn't realize that was still there for me to the level that it was. So what I'm trying to tie this back to is what you were saying about how 
just like those comments and the peer pressure and how, you know, it just surrounds us and it can undermine even our own confidence. Even when we know this is right for us, even when we know it's what we want, it can still be so hard just because of all the pressure that is still so prevalent. Yeah. I agree. Anyways, thank you for sharing all of that. Like I feel it so deeply. (laughs) Awesome. And congratulations for you on the sterilization. That's Uh, awesome. Thank you. So I guess I'm curious, like, have there been any other aspects of being child free that has been difficult for you? Honestly, it's like, it's been like the best choice. (laughs) (laughs) I personally love it. It's I have no regrets. Like I said, I think the hardest, the hardest part was basically just trying to be honest, you know, about it. Mm -hmm. I just don't feel like we we live in a society that allows you to just be truthful without judgment. And I, I guess you have to get to know who you are as a person, which is another thing that I feel like that's not really an accepted thing in society. We give it the, the name self help and we, we make fun of it, but, you know, in all honesty, if we don't know who we really are, then how can we make the right decisions for ourselves? And I think if we all, especially women, takes more time to know who you are, to basically just start from scratch as far as, you know, people's opinions are just, that's their, their path. You know, you can take a completely different path. It doesn't have to be the same, but get to know who you are. I guess it's being conscious as you go through life, because a lot of times something that I have found is not thinking before talking, um, not really listening, not paying attention to certain scenarios and just trying like making myself be more aware of what's going on around me. And in doing that, you start to see or feel what it is that you're actually feeling. So something that doesn't feel right. And I mean, for me, it was when we did try to have kids, I was very, started to become very conscious to how I was feeling. And because of that, I started to realize, okay, uh, I don't feel good at all. Like physically, I did not feel good every time that we would try. And I started to listen to that and become more aware, like, okay, I'm feeling this for a reason. So what is it? And I explained. I explored that. And I just, that's when I was like, okay, I have to be truthful. I have to be truthful with myself. I have to be truthful in this relationship. If it's the end of it, then it's the end of it. But I just have to be honest with myself because I can't do this. And I think that's a big part of what we need to do is just be more aware of what we're feeling inside because that will determine on you know, those paths that you take, they don't, you know, they're not written in stone. We don't all have to take the same journey. Actually, in a most recent podcast, I had said, we're all different. You know, each and every one of us is a different person. Physically, um, maybe not physically, obviously, we can have identical twins. But even in identical twins, your personalities aren't identical. There is not a single personality that is identical on this earth. And yet we expect every woman should want the exact same things in life. And that doesn't make sense. You know, we're all different people. We all have different interests, different likes, and that's what makes the world what it is. You know, we wouldn't have 
so many unique things if we weren't different, you know, and had different ideas and just different ways of living. I think that's what makes life interesting, to be honest. And I think we need to start embracing our differences and our uniqueness, you know, because who knows what that leads to. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Speaking of your podcast, can you tell us all a bit more about the podcast and kind of what the inspiration was behind it and what it's about? I want to say it was probably a couple years before COVID and I was just I don't know. I, I felt really lost. I didn't know where I was going in life, where I wanted to go. And so I started to explore different things from meditation to, um, energy healing type stuff. So Reiki, um, I saw a shaman a few times and cause I was just, I felt like there was something inside me and that I just, it was like being blocked. I couldn't figure out who I was and where I was going. And I kept up on this journey and I think that's, would led me to do more meditation. And through that, I decided, you know, I'm taking this path. I wonder if there's anyone else out there who's kind of in a similar scenario where they're feeling a little lost. You know, I was in my late thirties, early forties when I started this journey. And I think the, the start of it was actually a movie. I seen a woman in this movie and I hated her character. I was so like, she just, she just irked the crap out of me. I was just <laughs> like, Oh, every time a scene came in with her, I just, you feel like it inside me. And then she said a phrase that I said the identical phrase. And it was like, it was trippy. Cause it was almost like I was looking in a mirror and it was like, oh. that was a wake up for me. Like, this is who I am and I don't like it. So and I think that's what started the journey of like, okay, I need to change this because I don't even like this person. Um, yeah. How do I fix this? How do I change these personalities? I know a lot of times we get the, you know, you don't have to change and that's fine. You don't have to change, but I wanted to change. Like there are personality traits I did not like the personality traits that I had taken on from childhood, from parents and they weren't things that I liked about myself. I was pretty negative, very opinionated, didn't think before I talked, <laughs> offended a lot of people a lot of times, and I didn't like that person. And so, yeah, I started on this journey, kind of more self-reflection. How can I change this? Trying to be more aware of myself before I do things or why am I thinking what I'm thinking? Why am I about to do what I'm about to do? Why am I reacting this way? Just asking myself, starting to ask myself questions. And this has led to me starting podcasts because I started to realize like, this would be something good for a lot of us. I don't want to tell anyone how to live their life. That's who I was in my past. Everyone needs to live their own path. But I wanted to encourage asking questions to yourself. You know, yeah. we are in constant judgment of everyone around us, what they're doing, how they dress, what they look like, what their career is, if they have children or they don't have children. <laughs> but do we ever stop and look at ourselves and, and just ask, why do we believe the things we believe? Why are we responding the way we are? You know, what is the background behind this? And I feel like a lot of times 
you know, it's your parents taught you this. Well, who taught them that and why? Well, their parents taught them that. Well, who taught them that and why? And you, you keep going back, but what is the reason? You know, our reason is because this was how we were raised and this is what we were taught, but, but why? Like, what is the root of why we're doing what we're doing? We don't ask that question anymore. We just keep passing forward these beliefs and reactions and traits because that's what we were taught. But that's not a good enough reason, <laughs> at least for myself. It's not a good enough reason to keep doing it anymore. I have to know why I'm doing this. Do I, do I agree with it? You know, what is the root reason? And that's where the podcast, you know, where it started was kind of sketchy because I didn't really know where I was at, but that's kind of where it's led to is just like asking questions. You know, we need to ask ourselves more questions. We need to ask, why do we dislike this person? Why are we being mean? Why are we judging them for this thing? And if you can come up with a good reason and you feel justified, then fine. That's your path. But I feel like there's a lot of stuff, at least I found with myself, that I'm like, I don't have a good reason. I don't have a good reason for this judgment. So yeah, what can I do to change that? How can I be more aware of, you know, how I respond or act um, when it comes to these things? And then obviously for this past year, the podcast is straight into women's rights. I feel very strongly about that. Again, it, I feel like that's another thing that, you know, it's just stuff that's been rolled over from generation to generation. You know, this is how it's always been. Well, why? Why is it like that? Why are we like this? You can tie in, you know, children into this too. But I mean, women's roles back in the day, I mean, at one point in time, we weren't, it wasn't even until like the 1700s to be able to read and write and learn. And if you think about it, if you never went to school, you didn't know how to read and write, you're not allowed to make money. You're allowed to work, but you're not allowed to make money working. What are your choices in life? Get married. Men want to have an heir. <laughs> they want you to take care of the heir. <laughs> they want the heir, but they don't want to take care of it. So <laughs> And as a contract, I'll give you a roof over your head. I'll give you food to eat. I'll give you clothes on your back, but you have to do whatever it is I want you to, to do. I want, you know, you have to give me an heir and you have to take care of the house. You have to take care of the kids. And I'm not saying, you know, in this day and age, if you want to be a mother, a stay home mother, there's nothing wrong with that. But right. the thing is, is we have to know why we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Are you doing it because it's expected? Are you doing it because you've wanted to be a mother your whole entire life and you love it? You want to get married. You want to have a big family. That's what you want deep down inside. Or are you doing it because this is what society has told you is the process of life? Yeah. You know? And you don't have that deep urge to be a mother or to get married or to have a family. Like that's where it's like, you know, when we talk about the maternal clock, is it a clock or has it been so ingrained in us that, you know, it's been called a clock, but it's not. It's just what we've been told. This is how life is. But right. It doesn't have to be. And then it, that comes back to 
ask questions. Why do we do what we do? Why do we believe what we believe? You know, do you really want to have children or don't you want to have children? We just need to start asking ourselves questions because a person's entire life could change if we would just stop relying on society's definition of what life is supposed to be and create your own life. Yeah. It's so interesting because everything that you've said and I, you know, this idea of questioning things, why am I doing this? And your example that started this podcast, that started this sort of way of thinking was you stopping and asking yourself a question. Why is this woman bugging me? And, and then realizing it was like looking into a mirror. And I think that's just like so poetic and so cool, but like that could have been a moment that passed you by. Yeah. I could have just ignored that feeling and been like, oh, I just don't like her. Yeah. But I didn't. Right. And now you're here and this whole journey has played out, which is really cool. And also, like, as you were talking, I was thinking about how, like, even throughout the generations, the reasons for having kids changes. I think, like, my grandpa didn't even finish grade school. He was part of a big family and he was there for, like, to help the family farm. Kids were extra hands for labor. It just has changed and morphed. And like, what is the reason now? Like, we don't need kids for labor, you know? Like, so why are people having kids? And like you're saying, if it's just this carried down idea of, well, that's what you do. Okay. But why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) (laughs) Not to say that that having kids is bad. Um, I totally believe that there are people that it brings purpose and meaning to their life and it is the right path for them. But like, but yeah, it is a good one to stop in and reflect on and not just like jump into because that's what's always been done. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that there's, you know, anything wrong with anyone, no matter what their choice is. If you choose to have children and you don't choose to have children, if you're doing it because it's what you really want to do, yeah. that's your path. You know, I think a big problem in our society is someone has an idea that everyone's path has to be this path. Everyone has to follow this path. But if we all were identical, we all lived identical lives. What kind of world would this be? It would be pretty boring because you wouldn't have, I mean, you'd be looking in the mirror every time you saw someone because we'd all be the same. So, you know, everyone needs to walk their own path. There's nothing wrong with being different. There's nothing wrong with having a different idea, living a different life, as long as you're not hurting someone else, obviously. Yeah. I know you talked about meditation and sort of this reflection process and learning to question yourself. Are there any like concrete actions or, or tips that really helped you in your own journey? For me, it's, it's not being afraid to try something new. So Mm. for instance, affirmations, which get a lot of laughs from people, even SNL had their, you know, uh, I think it was Joe Smiley or something smiley, but he would sit in front of the mirror and he would say, you are wonderful anyone can make fun of anything that that's fine yeah there are for me it's just being open to to new things and for me affirmations that's actually something I started in my 20s and then I actually kind of strayed away from for a while and then got back into my when I started this journey but affirmations are are huge for me and it's because a frame of mind okay 
it's not unusual to, you know, you screw something up and you're like, you're such a freaking idiot. Why'd you do that? You're not good at this. You're never going to make it. That no one has a problem with that stuff. We all do that and it's no big deal, but to switch it and to tell yourself good things instead of like you screw something up i tell myself okay screw this up this time but i'm still gonna keep at it because i'm gonna make this work you know just being positive in your own mindset for me can completely change my day i mean i've had i will admit i've had days i hate the word depression (laughs) but i've had some days where i've been i would probably be (laughs) considered depressed and just going through and saying my affirmations can completely do a 180 on that. So I guess just being open and not being afraid of people's judgments. Everyone's got judgments until we get to the point that we start asking more questions of why we're judging, but it's just not being afraid to try new stuff. So like I said, I practiced Reiki. I've had Reiki. I've been to a shaman. I've tried a lot of Eastern medicine type stuff and I found a lot of good stuff that's come out of it. Uh, Qigong is another one that oh, yeah. um, I really, I don't practice it on a daily basis like I should, but for me, it's like, I feel like I go through transformations and I try to listen to my intuition more. So what I'm being drawn to, there was a certain period of time I was drawn to Qigong for a while and that helped me through a period. And then I was drawn to something else and certain books that I'll start to read. And I can't think of the one that I just read recently, but anyways, it was a really good book about manifesting. So Mm. I've gotten, you know, and manifesting has a lot to do with your frame of mind as well. You know, it's being positive. It's, and it's not just being positive. It's not just saying words, it's creating a feeling inside Mm. of you and um, creating the feeling of how you would feel when you're at this point in your life. So if there's a certain goal that you want, how do you feel? How do you think you're going to feel when you've reached that goal? Feel that now. So, um, that type of stuff. So uh, my biggest take is just being open, stop worrying about what other people's opinions are because their opinions are based on probably what they were raised with and their parents and their parents' parents and a hundred years of people's, you know, but why? (laughs) Again, it comes back to why is there this judgment? Is it just because it's different and people aren't used to it? You know, something I told a friend about affirmations, I said, you know, if we were taught affirmations from the time we were young and everyone around you did affirmations daily. Like, you know, everyone in the morning spent five minutes doing affirmations. Like they spend five minutes brushing their teeth. Would it be unusual anymore? Would it be looked at as weird or something people joked about? Probably not because everyone around you is doing it. It's a norm. You know, if no one brushed their teeth and you were the only one who brushed your teeth, would everyone make fun of you because you brush your teeth? Probably because no one else is doing it. So that's where it comes back to why is this being judged? Why do people make fun of it? So it's just getting past that and just saying, you know what, I got to do what's best for me. And this is working. I don't care that people think it's weird. Um, I'm not hurting anyone. It's 
making me feel better about myself. So I'm going to do this. And that's probably the biggest part of my journey that I'm grateful for um, is just being open to stuff because yeah, it's made a big difference in my journey is just being open to try different things and sticking with it. Um, Meditation is, is something that I know a lot of people have a hard time with. They'll try it for like five, 10 minutes and like, Oh, I just, you know, I just can't, I can't just not think about stuff. Well, yeah, we're not programmed to not think about stuff. And that's not really what meditation is about. Meditation is basically, it's like if you were to go outside and, and look at the clouds and those clouds are, are everything, like all your worries, all the things you're stressing about, all the tasks you have to do tomorrow and today, instead of focusing So you're not trying to draw, you're not trying to focus on them and you're not trying to push them away. Meditation is just letting them float by. Mm -hmm. And, and that takes practice, you know, because it's like everything. And I don't know why people don't put in the same terms of if you want to learn piano, you're not going to sit down at a piano and play Mozart. Um, You're, you're, it's going to take years and years of practice. And meditation is the same way. You just need to sit down and do it and continue to do it. For me, I started, I would meditate a couple times a year and that was it. And then finally I started to get myself into a regular habit. Um, And now I do it every single day and I can meditate for a couple hours, sometimes a few hours a day. And there's days where I feel like I can't get through 10 minutes it's, it's also based on, you know, the day that you're having too, you know, not every day is perfect, but you're not going to play perfect piano every time either. You know, you you have off days. It's just, we get into this frame of mind, like we have to be perfect at it the first time, but that's just not how it is with anything. You know, we all, you, you need practice. And, and so practice being open to new things. And that's, what's made this journey interesting and more enjoyable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. I'm curious, like as we wrap up, how can people connect with you? Probably the best way would be through my website. Um, They can email me and then also through your child free network. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm there. (laughs) If anyone wants to chat it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are probably the two best ways to email me or um, through your child free network. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for coming on the podcast and sharing your story and your wisdom. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited for people to connect with you and um, check out all the cool things that you're doing, such as your podcast and your shop and, and everything. So Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I really, this was fun. Yeah, good. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you next time. Hey, listener, I am excited to announce that Nikki and I have teamed up to create child-free merch in the form of t-shirts and sweatshirts, which are for sale on her website, iloveinspirationavenue.com. There you can shop the collection, look for the child-free set, and... Tell us what you think. I'm pretty excited about all of them. And it was a lot of fun to come together over this project with Nikki. So keep an eye out.
I think there are more good things to come from us. And if you still need that perfect Christmas gift for a child-free friend in your life, this is the perfect time. Go grab yours now. One for you, one for them. And be sure to tag us on Instagram. We can't wait to see you wearing it.